The following sermon is from Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City at the corner of Fifth Avenue and 55th Street in the heart of Manhattan. We welcome you to worship with our vibrant community of faith. Head to fapc.org and join our email list and be sure to subscribe to FAPC in New York City, our YouTube channel. And now we invite you to breathe deep and lean into the beauty of worship with Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church. Listen now, my friends, for God's word to you as it echoes to us from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11, beginning with the first verse. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nation shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Advent, the season of prayer, candle lighting, and carols observed by Christians as they prepare for the arrival of Jesus can feel out of sync with our culture's more merry December rituals. Com compare the somber, almost mournful sound of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel to deck the halls with boughs of holly. Compare scripture readings that speak of people who live in a land of deep darkness to the 50,000 lights illuminating this year's Rockefeller Center tree a couple of blocks south of here. Compare the stories we tell about Santa's arrival to Advent's fixation on God as a frustrated lumberjack. Seriously. 
Advent chuffs a, a bah humbug at our more fluffy December celebrations. It turns its back on hollow sentimentality and directs our gaze toward a scowling lumberjack. It really does. You may have spotted this ominous figure in the sermons of John the Baptist. John snarls at those who are ill-prepared for the arrival of God's Son. He describes God's acts hovering over trees who do not bear good fruit. This sort of preaching may not fulfill our hunger for Christmas joy, but it does have faithful roots, roots in an even older Advent tradition. The forests of the Hebrew Bible have long been home to heaven's stern lumberjack. Case in point, the 10th chapter of Isaiah. In Isaiah, God threatens to cut down oppressive regimes with an axe, to lop off the branches of corrupt countries, to mow down thickets of evil rulers, to make arrogant trees fall. And when the buzz of the Almighty's chainsaw stops in Isaiah 10, once mighty empires have been laid low. The only things left dotting the landscape are stumps. And that's where today's text begins. Isaiah 11 starts with a stump, the stump of Jesse. Now, Jesse, you might remember, was King David's father. And King David was father to King Solomon and, and so on. In other words, an entire family tree of national leaders began with Jesse the shepherd. Jesse was father, grandfather, and great-grandfather to the monarchs of Israel. In today's text, though, this proud history has fallen on hard times. Poor leadership and corruption have frustrated God. The Holy One, Isaiah declares, has taken an axe to this regime and to other morally bankrupt countries around Israel. God has brought the nations low. All that remains of Jesse's once tall family tree is a stump. And that's where Advent begins. It begins with a stump. Advent begins by recognizing failure and loss, by, by looking at a barren landscape, a, a scene of devastation. Advent sticks us in the middle of, of a dismal field, the very place a lush forest once stood. And as we stare at this desolate scene and, and contemplate our part in it, the prophet Isaiah leans over and whispers in our ear, take heart, a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. This past week, I, I saw a marvelous cartoon by Lila Ash in The New Yorker. It pictures two people watching television from the comfort of their couch. At a pause in the programming, one remarks to the other, you know times are tough, when a rugged voice saying we're all in this together, dubbed over footage of an SUV snaking down a mountain road, is comforting. Isaiah 11 gets this. The prophet paints an honest, admittedly bleak scene. But then, in a raspy voice, he speaks comfort. 
all is not lost. God is not done. Look closely. Something unfurls in this bleak terrain. A shoot rises from the stump of Jesse. Advent begins with a stump and a shoot. And that's not a bad place to begin. When I was a student at Princeton Seminary, a group of friends and I would occasionally play frisbee and picnic at a nearby state park called Princeton Battlefield. And yes, true to its name, this park was the site of a Revolutionary War battle between British and American troops way back in 1777. At the heart of Princeton Battlefield, we played frisbee alongside an enormous white oak, the Mercer Oak. This tree was named after Brigadier General Hugh Mercer. Mercer was the commander of the American forces stationed in Princeton, and legend holds that Mercer, after being wounded in the side by a British bayonet, refused to leave his troops. The, the general remained on the field, leaning against a tree, the very tree that would one day bear his name, shouting encouragement to his men. Biologists estimate that the Mercer Oak was about 70 years old when the general reclined against it. When I eventually sat under the tree's majestic sweep, enjoying its shade while chewing on a turkey sandwich, it was a venerable 290 years old. I like to sit there imagining all the things that this remarkable tree had witnessed. A decade later, though, in the year 2000, bad news came. A tremendous windstorm first twisted and then snapped the oak's four main limbs. The tree had to be cut down. Friends emailed me, did, did you hear about the Mercer Oak? Yes, so sad. I guess it's the Mercer Stump now. Months went by. Then another email arrived. Did you hear? It turns out someone saved a few acorns from the old tree. A, a sapling has sprouted from one of those seeds, and, and an arborist has planted that sapling inside the stump of the former tree. It, it's doing remarkably well. The, the new Mercer Oak is now a thriving 20-year-old tree. Nature's ability to renew, to begin afresh, is a remarkable thing. I know that biology can explain how and, and why this works. Still, when a magnificent tree has been reduced to a stump, when all seems dead and lost, nature's ability to send up a tiny tendril feels nothing short of miraculous. Yes, says Isaiah, now you're getting it. This seedling curling up from the stump, this, this greenery emerging from a chunk of wood that all thought was dead and done is a sign. Miraculous renewal isn't just for plants. This past week, Amy, the kids, and I watched online a new Broadway production of Charles Dickens' 
A Christmas Carol, starring Jefferson Mays. It, it's a one-man show. And I'll admit, I had my doubts as to whether such a format could do justice to Dickens' famous ghost story. Mr. Mays proved me wrong. Somehow, he manages to play 50 different characters with, with nuance and brilliance, humor, and poignant sadness. I commend his performance to you. You have to pay to stream it, but the fee goes to benefit theater employees who have lost work because of the pandemic. It also happens to be a just plain perfect Advent experience. In fact, I actually think A Christmas Carol and Isaiah 11 have a lot in common. Ebenezer Scrooge is a stump of a man, <laughs> an individual cut off from all that makes humankind flourish and bloom, but he's not a hopeless case. Every time I watch or read Dickens' story, I start out despising Scrooge for his heartlessness, but then slowly the ghosts of Christmas, past, present, and future, plant seeds in Scrooge and in me. As the story unfolds, I begin to empathize with this broken man. I grieve the mean-spirited, desolate world he inhabits. So, of course, I eventually start to pull for him, for the new Scrooge, for the seed of compassion that sprouts from a tiny crack in his hard heart. Isaiah takes us down the same path. Look, says the prophet, here's a destroyed tree. It sits in a field devastated by human folly, in a land humbled by corruption. Look carefully, though. Something emerges from this stump. Get close. It's small. It's a leaf, a, a tiny sprig of hope. And don't go all literal on me, the prophet continues. I'm not, of course, talking about a plant. I'm talking about a person, a child, an unexpected baby who will emerge from King David's broken family tree. Look carefully. Because, like seedlings underfoot, children are easy to miss. They're basically discarded, disregarded by those easily impressed by grand flourishes and displays of raw power. So you're going to want to get close. You're going to want to pay attention to this little one, says Isaiah. This child is as full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This child will teach you the way of peace. My heart leaps at these words. I don't know about you, but this past week, I've been feeling the darkness of this season, the weight of this terrible pandemic, and the heavy uncertainty that shrouds all that lies ahead. I've been worrying over country and kin and church, I've been feeling the bleak midwinter. So Isaiah's words came at the right time. 
I, I needed to hear the prophets say that fallen trees are platforms for new life. I needed to be reminded that God's plan for all creation is peace. I needed to wrap my weak heart in the prophet's promise that God is sending a child to show us the way. I needed someone to direct my gaze toward an unexpected bloom, corkscrewing upward from a stump. I needed to sing, love, the rose is on the way. Maybe you need that too. Will you join me? In all of your Advent preparations, my friends, be of good courage, remain watchful, even if you stand, especially if you stand in a field of stumps, be on the lookout for the shoot of Jesse, for the coming of a child whose way is peace and whose presence is hope for us all. Amen.